Welcome to Story Soil Podcast. Last episode, we heard from NASA additive manufacturing engineer Susan Martinez all about 3D printing in space. Today, we'll take that knowledge, send it to space, extrude it into a pleasing shape, and use it to build an awesome sci-fi or fantasy world. But first, a disclaimer. Remember, friends, ideas are cheap and you can't put them back in the bag. You're encouraged to use these ideas and world scenes to write your own story. We only ask that if you do, toss us a shout out in the acknowledgments or the author's note. So have you ever uh, built a sci-fi or fantasy world? I have not. I have played D&D once, but I was not the game master. So this should be really interesting. Ooh, she is people. That is a legitimate, a legitimate uh, hobby. Adrian, do you have any ideas? thoughts well uh clearly we're doing a fantasy build right now so i'm sure we could figure out a way to but i'm thinking let's do the sci-fi what Um, yeah i didn't magical polymers (laughs) wouldn't that be more interesting though if we tried to make it a fantasy build instead with actual technology I mean, we well, could do a sci fan. We could, do yeah. Sci-fan. We could do a blend. We could. Ooh, oh, what if it? What if it was like a race between the science and the magic? I was <laughs> magical well, win every time. <laughs> my thought. Not if the magic has enough limitations. My thought were magically sustained stasis bubbles to create like the the conditions that you needed to like like pockets of gravity to help mm-hmm. overcome some of the technological problems I'm or sorry, my cat my cat is is in the chicharrones kitty <laughs> her mommy's pork rinds <laughs> okay i'm sorry adrian continue it's like po- gravity pockets in a small controlled bubble that were created by magic or 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 inert um bubbles that could be kind of magically sustained but it required channeling so obviously it is way better to do these things in a situation where you can just do them based on the technology. Uh, so but like, what if we called magic the power source? That sounds good. Have you okay. guys heard of the O'Neill cylinder? Tell us. It no. is a, well, it was sci-fi. It was written in, is from a book in 1976 called the high frontier human colonies in space by Gerard O'Neill. Okay. I learned about this in my physics class, and I always thought it was a really cool concept. It is the idea that the habitat that people are going to live on when the Earth dies is just this big, long cylinder that goes on mm-hmm. pretty much forever and ever and ever, and it slowly turns, which creates gravity. Okay. Which is a sci-fi situation, but could also have magic in there as well, because there's no way that we're ever going to be able to build something like that. Um could be okay. like a fantasy world inside <laughs> of this. Has spoken. Nasa has spoken. Yes. So, now, it could be like a, a like a fantasy world inside of this space cylinder. I'm yes, and then to, to extrapolate from there because I think about now some of the big like it just phenomenally sci-fi like iconic elements like the Dyson sphere, um, uh, and. And you could have something like how kind of the refraction from that is what in some weird space particle was the origin of magic. So it's like sci like it's like the space elements 
actually are what created the magic, but then the magic is what makes some of the the space stuff possible. So you I like where this is going. I had a thought. Okay. So, you know, there's, I'm thinking something like uh, a, everybody likes wormholes. Um, (laughs) uh, Like some kind of thing, like a wormhole or a black hole situation where they're like, oh God, we're getting pulled to the black hole. We'll all be crushed. Um, But some kind of crazy situation like that where it went through, or what are those clouds, those gas clouds? Nebula? Nebulas. I don't know why I'm doing all the weird voices today, but early <laughs> on, everybody's just hanging out and that, like, maybe they're cryo-frozen for a little while or something, and they, like, go through a nebula and something in the nebula changes shit. I don't know. Magic. You know what this reminds me of? Have you guys what? seen Black Mirror? I have not, but I've heard it was awesome. There's an episode called The USS Callister. And it is like they are in a video game, but it's like Star Trek based. But this guy is super creepy, you know, whatever. He takes like DNA from all of his coworkers and he puts them in his video game. And it's like their actual personality living in the video game. And the people like experience it. But at the very end, spoiler alert, everybody, if you haven't seen this, this is season four, but um, (laughs) they go through a black hole and it's like they're in like the online world of like an mmo (laughs) it's really crazy and it's like all these other people who are also living through this like in a star trek time Mm -hmm. it's super crazy y'all need to watch it reminds me a little bit of what they did with agents of shield yeah (laughs) yeah where they where they went into the the online the what is it the the framework the framework thing framework database the database that's not right yeah the framework where they went into the framework yeah and broke me all of them did um but yeah i'm thinking something happens and the magic comes from that i like your idea adrian where something in space causes the magic to happen and then they somehow lose the ability to are are you guys familiar with the concept of the dyson sphere i am I am not. I will look it up. We used it on a previous build. So Dyson Sphere is essentially the the concept that you could essentially build some sort of sphere around a sun, completely encase it um, at a distance in order to collect slash siphon slash, you know, X, it's energy. Okay. Um, as 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 a power source and if you just google that and hit images it's just the coolest sci-fi concept art um but something like like that where maybe there was a a distant sun and you have a cut co- like so historical origins we talked about the importance of, of history in your world building mm-hmm. right like where did it all come from because the build might be a thousand years from now but um so they colonies Mm -hmm. New solar system, um, seeking local power source, uh, (laughs) single colonist, seeking local power source. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) not an intergalactic classified ad. And uh, so they they had this um, structure. They set up a series. uh, They they made base base on planet swarm printers bigger and bigger printed elements to create 
function around sun to collect the power to then power their future byproduct of some sort of unique radiation or particle or or something have you energy essence in foreign sun got filtered and converted with the um the dyson sphere or the the structure they built around it or to collect the power and um byproduct was infusing the people that started to be born more and more over time with a new gift power etc now magic is a thing um and there are things that it is capable of it it shouldn't be like our traditional magics like fire ice you know elements mm-hmm. or or enchantments or anything like that because we're going sci-fi magic here so it is this so if we stay with kind of physics principles so gravity um energy like uh, radiation energy. So, so sort of these kinds of things. Um, and maybe it's because we don't want to get overpowered, you know, mitigate takes a lot from a person, maybe affects lifespans because they've been imbued with some sort of radiation. Um, so maybe mages have shorter lives because you often see like the long lived ancient wise. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the things maybe it, Ooh, what if the uh, the byproduct is, I mean, literally radiation? Okay. Like, like, what if when they, or maybe when they use it as a power, it functions like radiation? So it slowly kills the wielder, mm-hmm. which is why the shorter lifespan. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And it's been basically because these origins, it would have started slowly building up in their um, environment over time after the capturing of the sun, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it didn't start to affect people right away. But now, yeah, there are just people whose genetic makeup clicks just right to have the powers. Although I kind of want the sun to have been like, well, fuck you. (laughs) And like, (laughs) like explode like the sun just says you know what you guys are are cramping my style i'm gonna peace out early and the sun just says supernova and the people that managed to get away still got that sun radiation shit and they were primed for it by all of this time that was spent harvesting in that byproduct and stuff and then like we have that explosive uh sun met magic so So there's like only a few certain people who can wield the magic Mm -hmm. yeah so it 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 depleted the population again um but also a couple of people who were like you know not near our nice algae filled walls um (laughs) got uh more irradiated than the others by that by the blast of that star going supernova um and or maybe it's even the ones that were not nearby that were out doing like excavation shit. Like you've got the person doing mining an asteroid field who looks over and the sun explodes and he's like, well. So I have several <laughs> questions. Just one by proxy. Yep, yeah. But then he's like, huh, suddenly I can do cool shit with my fingers. <laughs> I um, have several questions. I, I like always I, have questions. I like this Go idea. Um, mm-hmm. but I have questions that my my uh, ability to suspend both 
disbelief are struggling with in this scenario. Go despite the fact that we've already got Dyson spheres and magic sun wielding people, like, um, yeah, where's your <laughs> where's your imagination having problems? Uh, with a sun dying that suddenly, and then there being much solar system left. Period, and then in order for did this like happen? I like a year ago does anything move that fast at a galactic level and my thoughts were it was it was start (laughs) it was showing some uh, some instability but the instability was caused by what they were doing so maybe it was even showing instability and they were like "Mm, yeah or they were just super power hungry and wanted as much of the resources they could possibly get and they went too far and it just collapsed yeah i mean and i could see something like it being this, so you've got these corporations. Let's make them the bad guy. <laughs> so we've gone past like the colony planet. Yeah. So we've gone past the colony planet. Um, or maybe there wasn't really a colony. The colony planet is either back on the on other planets in the solar system or um, or maybe they jumped over a solar system as well. Like they have another star that's nearby. Um but jumped this one is the one. Do what? They jumped hyperspeed. into hyperspeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they went they went into um, hyperspace and then uh, so they have some form of time tra- not time travel of uh, space travel. I don't, I don't know what I don't know science. Um, and um, but they used this one because this star had the good energy. So. So. Mm. But if magic was a byproduct mm-hmm. of this power conversion from the the this whatever tapping of the sun they did, and it infused into their environment, and over the generations, people started to be you know have this gift. Mm-hmm. Once that is removed from the environment, we have to remain short enough in that future for people to still have the gift because it would die again with the dying of the sun. Um, which leads me again back to the life cycle of, of things that happen in space. Um, how fast can we put this, this event in to still fall within those parameters? Okay. So they started to notice it was in, it was unstable, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe not being absolutely completely idiotic. They went, Hey, you know, (laughs) We should maybe back away because this thing's going to collapse at some point and we don't want to be nearby when that happens. And so they find another place to go, but they, it's real, it's a nearby star and what kind of kicks off the, the story or begins things is that star going supernova. Seems legit. So we just haven't gotten to the generations yet where the magic will start to die again. Yeah, so so like that, but they're primed for it. So then, when that uh, star nearby <laughs> uh, goes supernova, suddenly it okay. Go with me here because okay. it's a magical star. Yes, no, it is not a magical star. The 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 they 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 tinkered, and a byproduct made things. If they'd left it alone, they wouldn't have magic. <laughs> True, because the radiation's what gives them magic. It's 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 which is it's what most Marvel comics are based the on. The combination anyway. of them taking a star with foreign sh- stuff and 
then doing their weird like Dyson thing around it and 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 the filtration that sort of did the weird thing to their environment if they just landed on the planet and built okay so that they have a magical star <laughs> no <laughs> just my, my it's it's i i get it but yeah. go with me for a second on I this will. concept Absolutely. go for it um so say there is some kind of they they get this byproduct from filtering the or from the transformation of whatever the sun into energy um, or into energy that is usable um, byproduct, genetic alterations, blah, blah, blah. So magical star explodes, right? But it doesn't do it normally. It does it a little weird. And people are like, that looks strange. That's not the supernova we thought it was going to be. But you get these, you know, it does the the Marvel thing almost where suddenly these pieces of the star or energy portions of this star that are, you know, spreading out, whatever, they kind of attract to the people whose genes are the most altered by that byproduct. And so suddenly they get all of this, they get a chunk of magic star's power. So we have and a then- sentient star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it may be like a semi-sentient thing, but um, when they get that, then they can choose if they don't use it like magic, it kind of powers them. Like they can live for a really long time if they don't use it. Interesting. But if they do use it, it does that thing where it starts to irradiate them a little bit from the outside, but there are so many things they need it for because yeah. suddenly they they haven't found a good way to power things since they abandoned that last solar system. Ah, I like that. Okay. So now they're like, we have all of these tiny baby swarm printers and no way to use them. And then like thing goes supernova and some dude is just like, no, no, whatever leans on one and it goes, you know, I mean, that's, and that's going into story, but that's what I mean. Okay. Okay. Are you willing to let the star be just magical enough for that? I, 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 I'm struggling with something and I can't quite put my finger on it, but I, I can go with it. I mean, that's how I live my life. So (laughs) I'm struggling with my star (laughs) blowing up. I'm I'm still, I'm, I'm back that far. (laughs) You're back on the star exploding. Yes. Not, not feeling it. Well, I mean, but that's personal. (laughs) Well, what avenue could we go down that doesn't have it explode, uh, uh, exploding? Because it's, because it is nice to have a variety of options. Mm Because I do like, there's, there's a lot that could be done there that is really cool. And I'm always going to push more toward the fantasy. Um, That's just me. So, well, I, I love the, I know you also like have a lady boner for Dyson spheres. I do. Uh, (laughs) I love the, mostly because I just, that art just blows my mind. Um, but because we, I was thinking because we did a Dyson sphere already. Well, I'm, did we, oh, we, we did the space station that was Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that was a long time. I forgot about that. Um, Yeah. That was episode one. I, but now we're planet side. Um, no, no, no. I want to explore both of these versions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with it. So, so I sort of see this as just sort of the the 
backdrop for the society culture that has built up. So in some respects, I, I think I see elements of it as more sci-fi than you do. Cause like you said, you went to the fantasy, but on, on the other hand, I see some elements of it as more fantasy than I feel it was um, in that. So here you have the society they colonized long ago. They built this thing over time. They, they got infused um, because of the effect. And, and I really just like the image of from their planet, um, you know, looking up into the sky and, and this is the Vista, you know, the, the distant sun with the, the sphere. And I wonder how that would affect light, light um, on the planet and all of the bio stuff happening on the planet. They It'd may. I feel like if you were going to do this Dyson sphere, it'd have to be on a faraway star, far enough yeah. to where it wouldn't affect the environment of your planet. Well, you'd have I to travel like in the O'Neill cylind cylinder to actually you, go. Let me show you something. Because um, this is one image that I found. Uh, it's is it one where it's kind of like a mesh? It's not necessarily oh. a solid look, thing. Look at, look at this thing. Oh, yeah. Like um oh yeah I saw this when I googled like that's the one version like the um, what do they call it the molecule wheels or the um, yeah but if you're actively harvesting the resources I can't imagine that that wouldn't affect the environment of the planet if it was nearby yeah mm -hmm. so so there's there's some stuff to con consider how how that would function but but the it would also change the gravity of the star definitely okay okay um, well so what maybe if it's like a binary. What if our Ooh. people are nomads? I I like Ooh. binary or a neighboring solar system, and it's not so much like the fact that it's their star that's doing it, but then the filtration process and whatever they're using to bring the power, like they're still bringing that resource into their environment, mm -hmm. and it's meddled with because of their process. And so even if it's like one of the two binary stars or a star from the neighboring system, or the next closest star. Okay, I have a cool idea that kind of meshes everything. <laughs> I was. I are you I, are you not done? I'm no. No, <laughs> I'm You're just over. I'm over talking my foundation when I should have moved on to the actual part by now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, go go ahead. I will. I will try to to uh, pare it down. Okay. Um. So that is, is history and structure. So now we are many generations out from that origin. There mm -hmm. is a thriving community here. I still don't see it up to like full Star Wars Coruscant level sci-fi planet. I sure. see it as, you know, still in its industrial age, so to More speak. More like Tatooine rather than Coruscant. Yeah, so yeah. somewhere yeah. in the middle. Um we're and not yet quite at Hapen Dynasty, but we've got like, <laughs> a little bit of Beskin happening. We're doing Nerd. I love oh. you guys. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the way I see the magic is I, I love your idea of if they use it, it shortens their lifespan. If they don't, they could live a long time. I love that. Mm. So what we'll, if we'll that's keep that bit. just... The, the how it works and but I still like rather than them just being a direct energy source the very fantasy magic like they do things they they cast mm -hmm. like not spells like you'd see in fantasy or or use that terminology sure. but very much intent and practice and 
action at a distance kind of thing. Kind of almost like psionic abilities. Like psionic, except instead of like affecting other people and mind and, and, but it is kind of psionic um, because then I was thinking, how do we tie it back? My, my original inspiration from, from Susan's conversation was the things that make it difficult to print in space. Uh, no gravity when you're trying to work with particulates. Um, the need mm. for these very inert environments so that you don't get your fobs, was it? Um, um, (laughs) and and so using this resource like they can't change the gravity of entire planet they're not giant terraformers um Mm -hmm. they 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 just that would kill them in a second and they wouldn't even touch it sure but but they could create like you think water bending you know you you create Mm -hmm. a sphere a globe of water and suspend it but they can create a globe of gravity density of of the air around them to create more while channeling they could hold a gravitational bubble around the device while they're out on their you know um, mining spaceship they could that would be really useful in that situation like the um like the the metal printing exactly you can't get the dust particles where they're like hey i bubble it exactly they That's make awesome. their own they make their own little k uh what did you call it? Like a glove box? Glove box. Yeah, glove box. Exactly. So are they affecting the gravity or are they metal benders? They're affecting the gravity. And they're creating a gravity bubble that they can put the machine in while it needs to function. And they can create and channel an inert um, sphere to, to, you know, to make sure that the explosion doesn't happen. And, and, um, so they can do those sorts of things. And so then you've come down to the individual living in this society and where you start to build story, which is Whoa. if you is- can create a vacuum, you can basically go, mm, you pissed me off. I don't want you to breathe. <laughs> I mean, yes, you could. Rude. Murder magic. I mean, you can murder, murder magic. magic. It's the, it's the, it's the, this world's version of throwing a fireball in someone's face. Um, mm-hmm. And and so then you can get to like to the mage who is uh, so I'm deciding here. Do I want to live the rest of my life as an itinerant worker scrounging in the mud of this planet to grow radishes, or <laughs> for pennies, <laughs> or am I going to be a wizard with a corned beef sandwich? Or am I going to be a wizard with a corned beef sandwich? But I might not make it past thirty. <laughs> a wizard with a corned but that corned beef sandwich i can eat it because i can make sure it doesn't float off anywhere yeah you can keep all the particulates around you in your gravity bubble (laughs) exactly i'm 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 hearing it to the tune of devil with a blue dress (laughs) (laughs) wizard with the corned beef corned beef corned beef with a wizard with a corned beef sandwich Okay, so I could be a fabulous make it in there. <laughs> uh, it will. That that is not going to cut out. <laughs> so I could um, be a fabulously wealthy, highly respected, highly sought after, pampered space mage for thirty years, and then I die. Mm-hmm. Or I could live for two hundred, growing radishes. Ooh, what or pushes like a very hard choice? What pushes people to decide? How, what yeah. happens when someone's made one choice and then regrets it? Mm-hmm. 
Where if somebody you decide that you want to live a long time, at some point, can you just decide, okay, I want to use my magic now? Or is it like an immediate decision when the magic is thrust? That would be great. That would be like the person where you're like, nope, I have lived for 74 years. I look like I'm maybe mid-20s. And I am ready to go out and fuck some shit up. I have lost the person I <laughs> I will love. use my 30 Let's years go. now. Thank you very much. Let's yeah, I'll very use late. it all in like two. Yes. Do my yeah. farewell Live turn about the hard. universe. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so if you That want- person has nothing to lose. <laughs> that would be great. If you wanna if you wanna pay a mage to do a big thing, man, you gotta you gotta like pay them so much because you're essentially paying for the cost of their life. You're so you're little, taking years of their life. Yeah. Little things, maybe you can afford some. And then maybe different people have different power levels. So one person, a tiny little thing is going to take a whole year of their life. And someone else, that tiny little thing is just a few days. They've got a bigger resource. So then you get into the whole basic magic. Do people have other powers? Is it just gravity wielding? Or can some people who have more power through the sun giving them power, do they have a longer lifespan because they've been given more power or have different powers that take up more of their life? Very good question. I... I think I would have fun building a whole slew of physics-y seeming powers. Yes. So like gravity, um, somebody who could um, change the inertia of things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, would be interesting where you're like, so it's basically telekinesis. It is. A lot of these things... Look, a combination of telekinesis... You can do telekinesis, and you maybe don't necessarily have the skill for all of them, but... Yeah. um, So I also had the thought that if we... I don't know how how many generations this formed across this this by by infusing Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it is essentially like the fountain of youth. So people are going to be working really, really, really hard to figure out how to replicate that. And that could, yeah, that could be an interesting uh, like conflict point because mm-hmm. if there was kind of a, a tech race to it, or or if there we were kind of post that, maybe they just they couldn't like it was it was it something could, they could never. You know, it, maybe they stopped because this they because they saw the star was getting unstable. And so now they have this star hanging out there that's, you know, in its, in its uh, winter years. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it has this Dyson sphere kind of situation going on, but it's a neighboring star and they haven't really been there for several hundred years because they're like, mm-hmm. well, we decided to stop messing with it because it would explode in our faces. And then you get these people that realize, oh, we have these abilities now and we think it goes back to that. And so they're like, You've got these people who are now going, trying to uh, poke the star, basically. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, maybe yeah. our protagonist is like a young, spunky little fella or lady who needs powers for whatever reason. Yeah. And has um, to make a journey. So I had the, and, and maybe they make the journey in one of your cylinder thingies. Oh, yeah. There you go. Because cool. those could also just be another, like, oh, the, the, if it's in a, if it's the neighboring solar system and maybe there isn't a habitable planet there, the outpost that has basically been just a place, uh-huh. you know, a, a, an offshoot for 200, 300, 400 years that the maintenance workers for the star, the mm-hmm. technicians, the engineers, you know, rotating science staff, they live in one of those things. 
Yeah, that would be great. That's kind of like their space station. It just sits there and like spins. You were talking about um, how you could wield gravity for like the additive machine. But if they had power over physical elements, they could mold the metal themselves. Ooh. Okay. Like that could be somebody's power. Like they take a solid piece of, you know, aluminum or whatever. And they're like, okay, I want this to be something else. And then it just becomes whatever it is that they're And it's just mad. And just magic-y enough, because mm-hmm. Saipan, they can't quite figure out those rules. Like, if it was pure science, they feel like they ought to be able to replicate it. They ought to be able to universalize people's powers mm-hmm. when they do have that 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 mutation. But they can't. And mm-hmm. they don't. And one person can work metal, and the other person, no matter what they try, can't. Um, it's like and they're earth like bending and metal to- bending. <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to figure out what the like, what where the markers are on the DNA that causes this to be different in in different people, and they just can't find it. They can find a base mutation that sort of they can tell from a gene- genetic strand this person has the ability to m- manipulate physics and this person doesn't, but they mm-hmm. can't find any differentiation beyond that that can explain power levels, that can so, explain abilities. So then, what about cloning? Because at that point, wouldn't you want to like, if if you're an evil person, I mean, not certainly not me, but like, oh, not. if, if oh. you're an evil person who says, oh, I know someone who has this, this genetic marker in their DNA, let me clone them. And then I will have a bunch of tiny little Meiji okay. clones to do my bidding forever because they're brainwashed stormtroopers. So, we so is it the go- genetic marker or is it the sun that gives them power? Because the genetic exactly. marker should just indicate what their powers are rather than being able to replicate them because it is the sun that gives them the power. It, 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 okay, the genetic marker indicates that they can or can't use the sun's power, but, but doesn't really... So, so we could go two ways with that. So we could okay. go the way of, yes, cloning works and there are regulations and rules and laws and this is one of your conflict points. Person is doing the shit they shouldn't do. Necromancer is raising the dead. You know, let's go <laughs> kill the necromancer. Um, and, or we go to the another inexplicable magic thing. It, it's driving them crazy because... It should. It should work. It is a genetic thing that they can find that says this DNA strand can use power. This one can't. And yet when they perfectly replicate it, they can't do it. That sounds like a very science-y problem, not fantasy. <laughs> well, good. Good. But I like that. I like that yeah. where they're like where they're like, this should work because everything is exactly how it is over here. Science These as we know in- it says yes. They are indistinguishable on a cellular level, and yet, it's this one, this the clone cannot with the magic. Some amount. Oh, oh, and then here's a thought. Version three. Okay. <laughs> the clone can't until the clone has lived long enough. They 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 were scrapping them all because they weren't working. Um. But one escapes, oh, one escapes, and, and 20 or 30 years later, they start to be able to do magic because the missing element is sort of the environmental infusion because this mm, this time this something Ooh. exists in the environment that slowly got absorbed and changed people, and oh, they still oh, have to get infused. 
gonna soak up the sun. But rather than having to do it through multiple generations, the clone already has the modification to do it and just needs personal absorption time. They it just need to charge up. <laughs> Sarah, did you say something? Or I was just like, I don't know, practice, live in life, having seen some shit, you know, like all kinds of things. Get a little healthy trauma. Yeah, I can get you there. <laughs> Scrap the whole project. Make it a person, you know. <laughs> Educate it, maybe. Maybe Scrap the whole project. Uh, made it, you know. Uh, gave up. Uh, didn't make a ton of clones because it wasn't working. Started to go in another direction. You know, twenty years later, your main character maybe even finds out that they're a clone for the first time. Ooh, most I people like are that. supposed to be born with magic. They weren't. They haven't had it their whole life, and all of a sudden, they do. What's going on? Goes on a quest to find out. Figures out their clone origins. Like, there's so many varieties. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really and want then- to be like, oh, this people breeding program is like plants, but like that happens with tree breeding all the time. Like, <laughs> I was just reading something about pecan tree breeding. Because these trees live for one to two hundred years, and you don't really know what they're like in their adulthood until they're like fifty, like long term. And so they breed some, and they're like, "Oh, they're doing great," but then they putz out around thirty, and you're like, "Oh no, we planted so much of this, we've made a horrible mistake." (laughs) So, like, you know, if you're doing just, you know, messy science that you shouldn't be doing, Um, you know, we we (laughs) don't know. When you said it's like tree breeding, Sarah, I suddenly had this hysterical mental image. So I recently discovered that the boxwoods all the way around my house were not boxwoods. They were, in fact, Japanese hollies and that the two are very, very similar and are used interchangeably in landscaping and no one knows the difference, yada, yada, yada. And I suddenly had this mental image of, oh, you mean it's like the day when my holly wakes up and realizes I thought I was a boxwood my whole (laughs) life and just falls into a deep, deep depression. (laughs) It's becoming self-aware. Oh god, the boxwood's growing sentience. But it's not a boxwood. It's from Lord of the Rings. It just thought it was a boxwood. Oh my god. (laughs) And you shouldn't do human experimentation. The end. I mean, (laughs) I was going to say, you didn't say that with much conviction. You shouldn't, though. It's unethical and unkind. I don't know. I was just like, why do I feel the need to say this? (laughs) Disclaimer. Do not do. Do not do this at home. Do not endorse human experimentation. Do not clone humans at home. Only in your sci-fi books. For podcast does not. For purposes. Does not endorse the cloning of humans in your basement to obtain their magical powers. So now let's go back and pursue the exploding star version. I mean, I had kind of somewhat abandoned that version. Well, I mean, either way, I, I thought it could be fun to to trace that to too. do divergent divergent ideas. alternatives. Uh, it's it's a brainstorm. Yeah. So okay, uh, let's say they all get a chunk of star power. Like I'm seeing very Howl's moving castle. Like. <laughs> little calcifers okay. Okay. going we're coming home to you we're coming in <laughs> little coming in because, mm-hmm. yeah they're they're these when the star explodes little chunks of star power <laughs> go to the people with the genetic predisposition uh and they kind of like gravitate toward them instead of shiny star pieces can they be the little spiders from spirited away so they don't really oh know God. what they are yeah, the the the, kudo, dust, the um, dust bunnies or whatever the they're called. Kudo, kudo, the kudo. They're not kudo maru. I don't remember what they are. Yeah. Okay. So, right, I'm so. a I'm a huge Ghibli fan. 
Oh yeah. my god. Sa- we've been calling Sarah a Ghibli trash panda. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, anyway, so you have these like shattered off bits of star that whether they are little shiny star bits or or little dust sprites or or um soot sprites, they um infuse into that person and that person is like, "Whoa, what? I just woke up. I I suddenly have Felt like I was having a heart attack, but nope, just magic. <laughs> and so then they can do magic. I don't know. I, I like your. I like. I like where we went oh, already. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't have. I, I I abandoned the idea. I used my juice. <laughs> <laughs> I like where our juice took us. I, I do too. I do too. I, feel like I actually that- wanted to explore the idea of like. Space pirates. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Have you guys seen Treasure Planet? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. I love Treasure Planet. Anytime somebody says space pirates, I can't I can't see anything except that movie. <laughs> you can't name a planet, Bob. <laughs> I don't know about space pirates, but my husband is a historian of the Caribbean, which means like he's like a professional pirate historian, among other things. <gasps> Can we uh, have him on the podcast? We That's do need amazing. to get him on the podcast. That we could do. But like piracy only really makes sense in an environment where you're criminalizing certain kinds of commercial activity that like otherwise may be legitimate. Um <laughs> like harvesting a star? Uh no, well, Ooh. I'm thinking in the Caribbean context, it's more like France has declared I'm only gonna trade my French colonies and England's like only with our English colonies, and then the colonies are like, fuck you guys, we're trading with each other without your permission. Um mm-hmm. and so like the best landscapes for piracy plots are ones in which there's like just really stupid laws and like corporate divisions so i'm just what i'm saying is i feel like elon musk is preparing (laughs) us for this future and we should talk about that (laughs) astronauts space pirates everyone Mm. i mean if you technically claimed a sun for your own resource or a star for your own resource then that could be piracy yeah. Or just other people not respecting your claim is, and you declare it piracy, and everyone's like, "There's a big debate over whether you would take that claim seriously or not." And you're like, "It's piracy, guys!" And you're like, "You can't own a son," and it's like this whole thing. I mean, okay, it only so matters if you have the biggest guns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So space poachers. <laughs> so and it could be it could be the sun the sun based, or we could just leave that the the world the like the world building foundation and to explore piracy we could talk about let's face it they've got other resources they're probably mining asteroids mining um you know side planets and moons they would have drilling operations on and off world so space pirates you could get into like these resources because maybe those sorts of resources are more um individual groups or corporations or or you have it but but then we get into is the space pirate captain and mage did they decide that their mm-hmm. blade of glory was going to be 30 years of ruling the high stars like <laughs> um or do they pay mages that's a mood honestly it, ruling the high stars that is yes, a mood. absolutely to, to provide protection like so we can just we can do that is a thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm also thinking about like what if the planet that people had settled on wasn't necessarily a planet that was extremely hospitable and they had to do a lot of terraforming and a lot of building and a lot of like synthetic atmosphere creation to make it habitable and to make it have 
or to put any resources down. So they're actually having to go outside the planet to get resources to be able to continue building and expanding and replacing and as people do. Right, right. Okay. Maybe that was the only planet that had water. Um, so they were like, well, we kind of need this planet because it has liquid water um, that we can consume and it 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 is viable for us to terraform. And so they had to that was maybe what they were even doing. Okay. Seems legit. Okay. And so it's it's been several hundred years since they did that, but they still use their um their 3D printers and they still need resources for them, but the planet really doesn't provide those resources. So they continually have to go like find ice deposits and find different ores and asteroids and so you've got this really um, this really hopping system of blue collar workers getting <laughs> shipped up into into space all the time. But because of that, <clears throat> these blue collar workers have the most sun radiation. So they end up being the ones that are most often like suddenly magical power up. Okay. Well, or that's how that's how our clone finds out because um, oh, yeah. people aren't going to just manifest and power up over the course of their lifetime. Like their kids might have it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, normal humans, like their family has developed it over time. They have a genetic <clears throat> mutation when they're born. They have it. But it's that's what's weird about clone is that he, he she, they develops the powers midlife. And that's mm -hmm. how they realize they're wacky and go on their clone quest. And what that would if be really of, interesting. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that would be really interesting if if somebody was like, "Oh, I own this corporation of, like, I am a mine, um, a mining baron, whatever, <laughs> something like that." Somebody who is in charge of that makes these clones, trying to have their own little clone wizard army, and just um, is like, "Well, they're useless now. Might as well put them to work on the mines." So no, yeah, these, like extremely like ignorant unschooled people who are clones going out and they kind of have to learn by like they they look like adults but they're essentially children or i don't know no when you clone you clone as babies right yeah 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 so they so, grew up and at like 30 years old discover they have powers so. okay yeah so they they get like a very basic they get a very big, sorry, my brain went immediately to like, like just duplicate a human, bloop. Um, <laughs> no, we're not there. We're but not going to be 3D print a human. These, 3D these, print a human, why not? We're 3D I mean, printing that would organs. be kind of cool. Were these clones uh, replicated from someone with the mage gene? Because they have to have that built-in element, that, mm -hmm. that thing that they tried to replicate and then it didn't work. I well, they that realized that like it didn't work and then they just put them to the blue collar work that nobody wants to do, right? Because what's oh, the yeah. point of killing them if they can use yeah. them as workers? Just disappear the evidence into yep. the yeah the masses. My yep. brain is popping back to the like just you know, uh, just working stiffs in space, and I'm just like juggalos, juggalos in space, and I say this <laughs> with all the love and respect of. So juggalos are special, right? Because there's this whole sense in our culture of like, oh, white, blue, collar people love Trump. This is an entire giant community <laughs> of folks under that description who did not do that. It is way more complicated. We should respect them and they deserve their place in space. And we should talk about that. <laughs> 
I grew up like I spent like uh, sorry, like, I had to Google Juggalo. Oh I my good girl. Okay, so I lived in <laughs> Iowa for in, in Wisconsin for a lot of middle and high school, and there was a Juggalo presence, and yeah, it was like one of the few good things about living there. Friends of the rap group yes. and some clown posse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have delved a little bit into the uh, so land now of, our of... space pirates are part of the insane clown posse. <laughs> or there's there's a similar spirit about them, you know, insane like... clown pirates. <laughs> you know, they're just I a mean... bunch of folks in space who are like, you know, we're sick and tired of like being forced into like space mining. Let's let's just live life for ourselves, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they're like hippies, but punk. Yes. Juggalos. So. Um, I mean, we, we've kind of drifted into the territory of character creation. So yeah. I think that is a sign where we're uh, <laughs> heading toward the close. We have here. Any, world. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts or ideas people want to share? I'm good. I feel like we went in a lot of fun directions and there is mm-hmm. a lot to play with and still so much room for people to inject their own ideas and, and freewheel. And I think, yeah, I, w- I will say it is hard sometimes for Adrian and I to stop where we're supposed to stop <laughs> yes. for these world building episodes. Um, so it's really, you know, if you guys, are, I was going to say at some point, if uh, listeners would like us to continue on and see what we do when we just, you know, go from nothing, create an entire world with characters and story and all that stuff. Um, I think that would be fun as well. Give us an extra, give us an extra hour and you'll have like three main characters with intense backstories, family histories, <laughs> traumas, flaws, and probably a rough plot line. Mm-hmm. Or at least a couple things that would be cool to happen. Yep. So uh, if you guys want that, maybe as a, as an extra episode, um, just leave us a comment um, or send us a, uh, you know, go, go to our, our Instagram at story soil podcast and um you know, leave us a, a comment there. Uh, send us an email. You know, contact us in any of the normal ways because I think we would love to make that happen. We make that happen when the microphone is off. So we might as well do it at some point when the mic is on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, Sue, thank you so much for joining us. We had so much fun with you. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to get you back on it sometime to talk about other things in this space. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I don't know if I'll ever do another podcast again because this was so much fun. It'll never live uh, up. Well, you well, will do more podcasts that. with us. <laughs> you know, uh, true, come, yeah. up with, come up with a topic and throw it in our direction and mm-hmm. we will happily take it on. Absolutely. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, um, tell the people where you can be found online on social media. Um, so my social is ad astra sue. Um, I love STEM and I love being a woman in STEM and I am using it as an advocacy for other women in STEM and that's pretty much my only STEM account. <laughs> well, and I will say what I do love about your account is that you are like unabashedly girly about oh, how yeah. much you love STEM and like it's there's all kinds of like pretty photo shoots and stuff and it's all at like with like NASA t-shirts and it's outfits of the day and like really cool um like cute girly stuff but also it's just sitting there being like look at my rocket ship <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me really happy that it's it's um 
this this uh, this bringing together of two elements that people for so long have considered to be disparate that are not, and this is like a proof of concept. Absolutely, um, yeah. I yeah. love. I am super girly. I tried to hide it for so long, especially being a woman in STEM. You should have seen me mm-hmm. in college. Yeah, it was rough. Um, but <laughs> since I actually have like this platform type of situation for myself and other women who maybe felt the same way that I did. Like I can't be girly if I'm working in a lab and I can't wear nice shoes because I'm, I'm working a lab or I can't wear lipstick because I'm around men all the time and they'll make fun of me or whatever. And at some point I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to be myself. And Mm -hmm. I think it has paid off <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, but- well, your, your Instagram is popping. It's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. And so I, I love it. I've like been sitting there going, these are such pretty pictures. <laughs> Loving the different photo shoots. And um, my husband takes all my photos and he he's, is the he's best. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, uh, it actually reminds me a little bit of, um, now you, you love nails, so do you know the YouTuber? Um, is it Nailology or I think nail, so? Nailogical. Nail, nail, nailogical. Yes. Yeah. Nailogical. Yeah, she's another person that works in st- another woman that works in STEM and does a lot of girly things. Yeah, she was actually one of my very first followers on my nail art ulala account. What? Yeah. Okay, my roommate would absolutely freak the fuck out. She says <laughs> like she's like so into she she watches her videos like on repeat and she bought all of the hollow polishes the hollow taco yes yeah, oh she calls it hollow taco nice like as yeah. a person like an absolute angel and i've i've not known her personally but through my account i've known her for like 10 years so like that's amazing kind of grew up in the nail art community on instagram at the mm-hmm. same time like coming into quote unquote fame like she was way that's more famous so than me cool. but it was really neat yeah well that's so cool yeah um it, it just but yeah it reminds me of that where you know you're both women in stem who are unabashedly girly and show it <laughs> and i i think that's that's really cool and we definitely need a lot more people like you with the platforms to encourage young women I really try. I want to be the type of person that I didn't have growing up, knowing that mm-hmm. it was okay to be girly and also smart and also in STEM. Like you, mm-hmm. you can wear lipstick and still wear work boots. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, lipstick and work boots is is it's a popular combination for me at least. Somebody's somebody's <laughs> sure. ab- somebody's aesthetic. I'm pretty Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So go forth, friends, and create. And remember, if you write something in these worlds, let us know over at our Instagram, stories at StorySoil Podcast. Enjoy the show. You can support us by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing your favorite episodes, or dropping us a tip using Ko-Fi. You can find show notes, extra resources, and all the info and internet stalker needs at www.storysoilpodcast.com. I could not find the banana slugs. Well, actually, I did. They're they're a university team. Uh, I probably saw them on marketing materials at a ball game once. But 
in my research, I did find some hysterical names. The trash pandas are not the weirdest ones out there. Oh, my God. two favorites are, and these are not major league. They are minor league um, farm teams. Um, my favorites are the jumbo shrimp. Oh my gosh. They're in Louisiana, right? They're in Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I once looked all these up and I thought they were hilarious. And my other favorite ones are the sod poodles. The, the what? what? The Texas sod poodles. S-O-D? S-O-D. Sod poodles. That doesn't even the make sod sense. sod poodles. Well, I guess sod, like you might lay down sod on a ball field. Exactly. Uh, poodles? We've also got the yard goats. I like the yard goats. I like the yard goats. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some funny ones out there. 